0: Please listen carefully. Hello, and welcome to Caveat Realtor with Virginia Realtors, where we discuss the real issues that realtors face. I'm Kate Orslawn.
1: And I'm John Haley. Remember, Caveat Realtor is meant to provide general legal information. The information, forms, and laws referenced in this episode are accurate as of the date this episode is first released. Nothing we discuss should be considered as legal representation or legal advice. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Virginia Housing Development Authority. Hey, Kate.
0: John. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing?
1: You know, I'm doing pretty well. A little tired, but, you know, that's...
0: I wonder why.
1: You know, it's hashtag new dad life, I guess. That's, <laughs> that's what the kids say. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I, you know, things could be worse, obviously. Being a little tired never killed anybody.
0: Actually... I... Uh, I think that's wrong. Yeah, I think that's that is
1: <laughs> patently false, but let's just pretend like it's not and we'll move along. Okay? So, Kate, we seem to get a lot of questions on the legal hotline, and when we're teaching as well, on advertising requirements and what are sometimes pretty unique situations.
0: So, even though we released an advertising episode back in June 2018, which suddenly seems so long ago. Very long ago. We thought we'd do a refresher.
1: Or, if we're going with advertising lingo here, is it a rebrand?
0: Clever. Mm. Clever boy. <laughs> maybe. maybe.
1: Maybe. Just maybe. Alright, well first let's cover the basics and then we'll worry about the, uh, the wording later. So there are four different sets of rules that you need to worry about when you're advertising. The first is federal law, and that's primarily fair housing. But there's also some rules from the Federal Trade Commission if you're paying people for testimonials or things like that. Second is the Virginia Real Estate Board Regulations, or the regs. Third is the Code of Ethics. And finally is whatever your firm has decided to do in the Policies and Procedures Manual.
0: Right. And because every firm may have different rules, and there are a lot of firms in Virginia, we don't know all of the rules that your brokers may have. So we're going to leave it to them to tell you about any firm-specific rules they have. Remember, brokers can set the rules as long as they're more reproductive than the law. They can't just disregard the law.
1: Right, that's true. All right, so federal fair housing rules are pretty straightforward. You can't advertise in any way that expresses a preference for or against a protected class. Now, there are a few exceptions, but those are very narrow, and we're not going to go into all the details today. If you think you might be subject to one of the exceptions— First, talk to your broker, then you can give us a call or submit a question to us on the legal hotline.
0: Virginia has a fair housing law as well, and it adds a little more to the restrictions. Virginia fair housing laws is the use of words or symbols associated with the protected class lead to a presumption of discrimination that cannot be overcome by a general disclaimer. But John, what does that mean?
1: Okay, thank you for asking. That means that the use of scripture or a religious symbol could land you in hot water. Now, there's, as you may all know at this point, there is currently a lawsuit pending that challenges this portion of the Virginia Fair Housing Law. So it's possible this restriction could change in the future. But until you hear about it from us, it's better to play it safe.
0: Another federal regulation that may apply to some of you is the FTC Guideline on Influencer Marketing. I've always wanted to be an influencer.
1: I mean, there's nothing really stopping you from being an influencer, right?
0: I think I already am one.
1: I would agree, and I think our listeners would also agree.
0: (laughs) If you manage to get a celebrity, national, local, even in your own heart, as I may be.
1: You are a celebrity in at least two to five hearts out there, I'm guessing.
0: (laughs) That's my sphere of influence, and I'll own it.
1: Take what you can get, you
0: know? (laughs) To promote you or your brand, there are guidelines on what disclosures need to be made. Sponsored content by an influencer must clearly and conspicuously describe the material connection, or in other words, hashtag partner isn't enough to disclose that this is a paid advertisement that may affect the weight or credibility that consumers give the endorsement.
1: Okay, so let's switch gears for a second and talk about the VREB regulations, which is what most people think about when they start to worry about advertising requirements. So we're going to cover what's required, but don't worry. You don't have to try and remember what we're saying. We have an FAQ on our website that lays out all of the requirements for advertising.
0: The regulations have different requirements depending on what type of advertisement you have. Electronic advertisement, so that's anything that isn't tangible, anything you can't hold in your hot little hand, requires the licensee's name, the firm's name, the city and state of the licensee's place of business, and then the jurisdiction where the licensee holds a license, active or not.
1: So while we're talking about regulations, I want to go ahead and let everyone know, if you don't know already, that the VREB is in the middle of reg review right now. Um, they do this.
0: What? No, just kidding. I knew that. That was not <laughs> You knew that. Come on.
1: <laughs> don't fake surprise. Listeners will know. Um,
0: this has to be genuine. It does have to
1: be genuine. But the VREB engages in this regulation review on a regular basis to look at all the regs and make changes to them. And they're currently in that process right now. Um, So, once they get done with their process, it will go out for public comment. So, any changes that will be made won't actually hit the books and affect you as a real estate practitioner for a little while, but just be aware that what we're talking about right now could very well change in the relatively near future. Just throwing that out there.
0: But as with our disclaimer, this is all accurate as of the time of release.
1: That's correct. So, and we talked about regulations, but where exactly, Kate? Where? 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 In the regulations, does it say that the licensee has to disclose where they hold a
0: license? You got me. That Mm. was some gotcha journalism. It really was. I was sneaking in a requirement from my favorite, the Code of Ethics, Article 12, which requires realtors to disclose where they hold active or inactive licenses.
1: Another requirement, and this applies to all advertising and not just electronic, is that the required information must be clearly and allegedly displayed. Now for the electronic advertising requirements, you can either have disclosures on every ad or include a link back to where the disclosures are located.
0: Remember, if you're using a link back to your required disclosures, it can be no more than one click away. This means that if you are linking to your website from an ad on Facebook, the homepage where the person lands has to have the required disclosures.
1: So let's talk about non-electronic advertising for a second. And in that group, there are three separate categories. One is for sale or for lease signs that are placed on the property. Two is business cards. And three, everything else. And when we say everything else, we really mean everything else. Pens? You got it. T-shirts? You betcha. Tchotchkes? Of course. As a side note, I didn't know how tchotchkes was spelled until just now. That's an interesting uh, revelation for me.
0: Very learn something new every day. Very
1: relevant to you, our listeners, but important for me.
0: John learned something new today, so we should celebrate that. We should celebrate that. For business cards, you must include the licensee's name, the firm name, and the licensee's contact information. Contact information is defined as either telephone number or web address.
1: Of course, you can include more than just the bare minimum. Like if you want to have your 1980s glamour shot, there's nothing stopping you legally, but maybe morally, ethically, I
0: don't know, the Practically, 80s are back, man.
1: Are they? Are they that back, though? Like, like the feathered scrungies, hair?
0: Scrungies are in. Like, leg warmers Unicorns, and all that stuff? rainbows. I feel like we're reliving the 80s. It could actually be very stylish.
1: I was a child in the 80s, so I don't really want to relive all that point, but maybe.
0: I'm just saying, like, it could be a fun throwback business card.
1: Could be. I mean, Stranger Things has brought a lot of nostalgia back. It's the whole thing. We're getting <laughs> slightly off topic here. Um... So you can again, you can include whatever you want to in addition to the bare minimum required, but remember that everything you include in your advertisements must be true and current. Current.
0: My photos from the eighties would not be current.
1: Everything old is new again.
0: One year old Kate would not.
1: Would not. No, <laughs> that, that, that would not be accurate. No. Uh,
0: but also, this means that if you fail to renew a certificate or designation then you have to remove it from your advertisement or business card. What about for for sale or lease signs? What are we doing with those?
1: Well, the regs say that signs placed on the property must include the firm's license name and the firm's primary or branch office telephone number. Again, that's not the agent's cell phone number. It's whatever the primary branch office number is for the firm. And the rationale behind that is if someone's walking by and sees the house And wants to get more information they can always reach the person at the office main telephone number. Um, But again you can also include additional information like the agent's name or the agent's cell phone number. You just have to have that in addition to the firm's primary or branch office telephone number and the firm's license name.
0: The final category the tchotchke catch-all requires the licensee's name and the firm name. Pretty easy and straightforward.
1: Yeah good one to end on there. So, Kate, before we take it to the Legal Hotline, let's take a small break for our sponsor. VHDA works with realtors all over Virginia to offer down payment grants and loans for first-time homebuyers. Find the right solution for your client and locate a VHDA approved lender near you. Just visit VHDA.com. Now, Kate, let's take a trip to Legal Hotline Town.
0: Awesome. I'm in.
1: Good. Kate, are directional signs considered advertising? And if so, what do I have to include on those?
0: Ah, a beloved favorite from the legal hotline. Mm. I'm gonna go with also our favorite answer, it depends. A directional sign that is just for sale or open house and an arrow is likely not considered advertising. However, if the agent or firm's name is on the sign, then it likely kind of becomes advertising. Uh, For those signs, then you need to comply with the catch-all advertising requirements. This means that at the very least, the firm's name needs to be on the sign. If it's the agent who is advertising, then the sign would need the agent's name and the firm's name. John. Yes. Do I have to include the fair housing logo in all my advertisements? It's really hard to get that on my pens.
1: So the law doesn't actually require that you use the fair housing logo. But it does say if you include the logo in all of your advertising, there is a presumption that you're trying to comply with the law. law also says that selective use of the fair housing logo can create a presumption that you are intending to violate the law when you don't use it. So you need to be consistent in how you use it, and we encourage members to use it in all advertising. And there's no truth to the rumor that if you don't use it, you lose it. Kate. <sighs> An investor of mine wants to market, we pay cash for houses, and have a separate business phone line of which will go to me to field the calls. Is this advertising? And if so, what do I have to disclose?
0: This would likely be seen as advertising by the agent, even though the agent isn't the one putting up the signs, because the agent is the only one who will ever answer the phone number listed on the sign. Because this would be other advertising by the agent, the sign would need to have the agent's name and the firm's name. I want to boost my Google reviews. Can I do a drawing for everyone that gives a review in a certain time frame?
1: Well, This shouldn't be a problem, but you need to keep in mind that the FTC has rules about paying for advertising. Because the VREB views advertising as anything that is an attempt to get business, this could be considered a form of advertising and therefore might trigger the FTC rules.
0: Let's talk about how to limit your risk. Sure. First of all, Make sure you know the current regulations when preparing advertising.
1: And also make sure that you know what requirements your broker or firm have when it comes to advertising.
0: Make sure all required disclosures are clearly and legibly displayed on the advertisement. So consider both size of the font and the contrast of the colors that you're using. When you've got electronic advertisements, the disclosures must be on the advertisement or no more than one click away.
1: Make sure your advertisements aren't misleading in any way. When in doubt, ask someone who isn't in the real estate industry what they think the advertisement means and they'll help you get an idea of what the public will take away from your advertisement. Thanks for joining us. Caveat Realtor is a weekly podcast with episodes released every Tuesday. Our podcast is available for streaming through iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Subscribe to our podcast to get automatic updates when we have new episodes, and please rate us. Remember, members of Virginia Realtors have access to our legal hotline, where we can provide you with legal information. You can access the legal hotline on the Virginia Realtors website under the Legal tab in the For Members section. Make sure you're logged in to see this page. Thanks! Although the members of this podcast are attorneys, Legal information in this program is not a substitute for personalized legal advice from an attorney licensed to practice in your jurisdiction. The information provided by Virginia Realtors is a general reference work as a public service and does not constitute solicitation or provision of legal advice. We provide this general legal information on an as-is basis. We make no warranties and disclaim liability for damages resulting from its use. Legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case and laws are constantly changing. The information provided in this program should not be used as a substitute for the advice of competent counsel.
0: This has been a production of Virginia Realtors, copyright 2019. This podcast features the song Please Listen Carefully by Jazar, available under a Creative Commons attribution share-alike license.